0: Good morning. My name is Alex um, Two Bible readings today, one from John and one from Isaiah. So first John uh, 3, uh, 16 to 19. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. And uh, now from Isaiah chapter nine, verses two to seven. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. It's nice to be uh, with you once more as we uh, look at Uh, Some of the great Advent themes. I spoke to the congregation last week that uh, this uh, is the second Sunday in Advent. And as we look at these things, it's nice to have options, isn't it? We love our streaming services, whether it's uh, Netflix. Can we just turn that down a little bit, please? We love all our... uh, Streaming services, Netflix, Stan, Binge, whatever, there's so many these days and it's even better if it's got a little plus next to it, isn't it? Disney plus, Paramount plus. We've got all sorts of things to choose from. We can watch movies, sports, documentaries, uh, 24 hour cartoons, music, all sorts of things. We love our smartphones, don't we? With all the countless apps, that uh, we can use to uh, pursue any hobby, uh, aid us in our working life. Thousands of songs we can download and listen to. We also like online shopping. Well, I do anyway, because I'm the type of person that before I buy something, I research it. And so I look at all the reviews and then I go through and try and find the cheapest price and away we go. We can choose from different brands, colours, we can buy them new, we can buy them old. The list goes on and on. Options. We love to have options. And sometimes we find it frustrating when we're left with only one possibility. We think surely there's got to be another alternative. We want to choose between many options and that way we think we've done due diligence in our research and shopping. But on the other hand, there are times when we would prefer not to have as many options. I don't know about you, I'd like just one option when I lose my keys. And I know there's just one place they've got to be. But sometimes you've got to search. And you, as you get older, the, yeah, where, where, where was I? What door did I go through and forget? Sometimes life is like a puzzle, isn't it? And we'd only rather have one piece that fits just perfectly rather than having to go through and work out which one fits best. It's a puzzle. It's a mystery. And to try and find out this mystery of life can be difficult. When we're trying to determine what's something solid and permanent in our lives, something that we can put our hope in, that we can lay a foundation on. But in this world today, there's so many different options. We can put our hope in our jobs, in money, in security provided by the government. That's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for a permanent position in the government school. Maybe you put your hope in your family. Maybe in your intelligence. Maybe in your physical prowess. The list could go on and on and on. What do we base our life on? Where is that firm foundation? Maybe you're looking for just a bit of relaxation. We live in such a a stressful world, don't we? We're always busy, busy, busy. That's the biggest complaint I hear from people. I'm so busy, I'm so tired. I just want a bit of peace and quiet. We can try and attain it, maybe through breathing exercise and visualizations. You remember Freddie Fittler when he became coach of the Blues and he took his players out onto the oval and made them walk barefoot. Stand in a circle, do breathing exercises. The media had a field day, but we won that series that year. Maybe it's through religious activities. Knowing that there's somebody, something, some power greater than us. And so we get caught up in those things. Maybe your peace is owning a gun and having a security system so that you can sleep well at night. Or well, maybe you think you're going to obtain peace by just appeasing those around you, just by simply saying yes to everything. That way you avoid any difficulties. But amongst all those things, the stress remains, isn't it? Maybe you want to chase the thrill, the joy of life. We can obtain it through possessions, maybe romantic love, that dream job, or that physical activity that gives you the adrenaline rush. Or if you're looking for love, maybe you seek that acceptance from your parents, or your children, or your spouse, or your your friends, co-workers, your neighbours, or even your online friends. Well, when we're trying to solve that mystery, that puzzle of how to find hope, peace, joy and love, maybe it's not a great thing to have so many options. You might find yourself relieved to be told, there is one, just one. One and only way to find hope, peace, joy and love. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? If there was just that one true option. Well, we know there is. The great themes of Advent, as we prepare our hearts and minds to receive Jesus, to celebrate his birthday, to celebrate this great event where God came into the world. And while Christmas is a holiday celebrated by many non-religious people, the basis of the holiday is the birth of Christ, and we mustn't forget that. Each Christmas, Christians around the world join together and celebrate Jesus as our only hope, our only peace, our only joy, and our only love. Now, that might seem a bit of an audacious claim, To make about Jesus but it's a liberating claim after all this means we can stop looking in all the wrong places and finally pursue that one source of true hope true peace true joy and true love that's if it's true so let's examine that for a while let's begin with hope For the people of the in-between times, it's the end of the Old Testament and the beginning of the New Testament, Micah's prophecy includes these words of hope. It says, But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord, and I wait for God my Saviour. My God will hear me. If you do a word search for hope in the Old Testament, it almost always characterised simply not as hope, but hope in the Lord, hope of the Lord, hope for the Lord. Psalm 130, verse 7 says, Israel, put your hope in the Lord, for the Lord is unfailing love, and with him is full redemption. And the prophet Jeremiah goes so far as to call God the hope of Israel. God saw Micah watching for the hope of the Lord, waiting for a saviour. God saw Israel's hope in the Lord, hope of full redemption. There was this longing, this anxiousness of knowing that God would achieve his purposes. And God responded, didn't he? How did he respond? By sending Jesus, by sending his son into the world. And that's why the introduction to his first letter to Timothy, Paul calls Jesus our hope. It says, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by command of God, our Saviour and of Christ Jesus, our hope. Every other hope disappoints, but hope in the Lord does not. We see that their hope was fulfilled on that night when Jesus was born. Here, love and full redemption was born. Here, the purpose of God was born. And if you think about it, nothing or no one else could fulfill that hope. There's been false messiahs. There's been false gods. But hope was born that day in the manger. But Jesus is not only the hope for people long ago and far away. In his letter to Titus, the Apostle Paul reminds us that Jesus is still our hope. For it says, For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify himself a people that are his very own and that are eager to do good. So we see that Jesus is the only hope of the world, the one who can redeem us from the wickedness of our lives and to purify us under his own. And that's how we prepare for Christmas and for Christ's return. You see, Jesus gave himself up to be our hope. And it is he who prepares us through his Holy Spirit, who is guiding us and leading us and perfecting us. But what about love? Not only is Jesus our hope, Jesus is also love. Jesus was born, sorry, love was born also in that manger. We often think of love in purely emotional terms that that does us a disservice. Love is so much more than just a, a warm, fuzzy feeling. 1 John 4 tells us twice that God is love. And that's something most of us can support, can't we? God is love. But the Bible also confirms that Jesus and God are one. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, was with God, and was God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. The Word, as John refers to it, is Jesus. Jesus. And I'm sure when you get into the carols, we will sing, O come all ye faithful. And when you're singing that one, and comes to the second verse, there's a powerful theological statement here where it says, True God of true God, light from light eternal. Lo, he shuns not the virgin's womb. Word of the Father, begotten, not created. O come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. What a wonderful statement. True God of true God. And because Jesus is God, and because God is love, at Christmas we can celebrate that Jesus is love. Love certainly came down at Christmas. Listen to 1 John 4, 7 to 10. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not know God, uh, sorry, whoever does not love does not know God. God is love. And here is how God showed his love amongst us, that he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we have loved God, but he has loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So whilst love is that warm, fuzzy feeling, it's not just that feeling. Love is God seeing his beloved people trapped under the weight of sin. Love is God calling sin, sin, and holding us to account, but not leaving us in it. Instead, confronting our sin by sending his Son to provide an atonement. So love was born at Christmas. God's love born at Christmas provides joy. Joy unspeakable. It's a great definition of love that uh, sorry great definition of joy. Joy is the delight of the mind arising from the consideration of the present or assured possession of a future good. I'll read that again. Joy is the delight of the mind arising from the consideration of a present or assured possession of a future good joy cannot be stolen in the person of Jesus Christ not only are we in possession of something good but we're in possession of the best possible good Jesus is the one who comes bringing delight and joy I love the scene in uh, Luke 2 with the angels and the shepherd Remember biblical angels aren't those cute pretty little frilly wing things that we stick on the top of the christmas tree. No, these are God's messengers. These are God's warriors and they're terrifying. And so in Luke 2:10, the angel said to them said to the shepherds, "Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy." For all of mankind, great joy from terrifying celestial creatures comes the word, do not be afraid. Why? Because the good news that will cause great joy, the good news is Jesus Christ. He comes bringing greater joy than we can imagine. Forgiveness of sin. He brings salvation. Redemption, reconciliation, freedom. Now, aren't those the words that our media, our social media, is crying out for these days? We see it in all types of different forms. People running after these things, but getting lost, being confused in Christ, for in Himself is the greatest good and the greatest joy. Yes, joy was born at Christmas. And so when we look to hope and love and joy, it eventually leads to peace. As we celebrate these things in the lead up to Christmas and after Christmas, we can celebrate peace. I've said it. Many times down through the years, the, the peace of God that he gives is not like the world, the way the world gives peace. We can see, consider peace when there's no fighting, no wars. We must be at peace. But Jesus gives a different kind of Peace. One that is transcends all understanding, as it says in Philippians 4.7. The peace that transcends all understanding is a peace in the face of struggles, in the face of strife, in the face of war and difficulty. Apart from Jesus, the world will never know this peace, because Jesus himself brings this peace. That's why the angels appeared, saying glory to God in highest heaven and on earth peace to those whom his favour rests. That peace. The closest I've known to that peace is when the kids were growing up. At the end of a long day, they'd been grotty and snotty and tired and yelling and screaming and finally... After being fed, they conk out. You put him in the bed and you go, oh, we know that peace, don't we? And that's the peace. That amidst all the strife, all the business, all all the hassle of life, we can come and relax in him. For the peace that God gives in Jesus Christ is best described by the Hebrew word Shalom. It means more than just no fighting. But it's a a peace, a prosperity, a wellness, a wholeness, a completeness. The great French mathematician and philosopher Blaise Pascal once said, There is a God-shaped vacuum in the heart of every man which cannot be filled by any created thing but only by God, the creator, made known through Jesus. Without God, there's a hole in our hearts. There's an incompleteness in in us. And then Jesus comes, offering his shalom to us. Not by getting rid of our problems, but by filling us, with that which we are missing, namely himself. And as Ephesians 2.14 tells us, Jesus himself is our peace. So peace was also born in that manger. Now, when I was a lot younger and thought I knew more, stomping around this place some 30-odd years ago, I used to get annoyed at things. I was very pious. And you'd go shopping and there'd be, you know, Santa baby or some ridiculous thing in the shops. And oh, There's just so many things that used to annoy me. And the bumper stickers used to annoy me. And there was one growing around that Jesus was the answer. I always used to reply, well, I haven't asked a question. But maybe we need to. Maybe we need to take that out into the world. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the fulfilment of all our longings. In his book, Soul Cravings, the author, speaker, Edwin McManus, contends that of all our soul's cravings can be boiled down to three areas, three areas of longing. That is intimacy, destiny, and meaning in other words these three areas encompass all that we are looking for every day that we long for in the deepest core of our souls intimacy destiny and meaning and now that I know a little bit more and I've lived life a bit more I know that yes Jesus is the answer I've chased after all sorts of things down through the years, but always drawn back to Jesus. Jesus is the answer of all our souls' craving. Jesus is God, about whom David wrote, "For you are created for you created my inmost being." You knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. See, Jesus knows us, intimately knows us. As for our destiny, David writes, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came into being. God knows us. God has a plan for us, each and every one of us. And the meaning, well, we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Ephesians 2.10. So Jesus is the answer. It may sound trite, but it's true. Everything we long for can be found in Jesus. Someone who knows us intimately, who gives us meaning in this world. Everything, our destiny, was born at Christmas. Everything we look for, everything that this world needs, hope, love, joy and peace, were all born at Christmas. Jesus is the answer. And so as we celebrate Christmas, if we prepare our hearts and minds for that great day, For the birthday of Jesus, the answer and the fulfillment of everything we desire and everything we need is in him. Let us pray. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are the answer. As we prayed earlier that Christmas can be a time of divide, of anxiousness, of such a messed up world. We thank you that you are our, our peace, our love, our joy and our hope that we are filled by your grace and love and mercy. We thank you that we do not need to despair. Oh, Yes, we may be anxious, but you call us to lay all those things at your feet and to carry your burden, to carry your yoke, for you are humble and gentle so as we go into this Christmas season this Advent season may you be in the forefront of our mind may we receive that peace that passes all understanding that we can see the joy and love and hope of Christmas be with us guide us and lead us Amen